I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Yeah! All right, want to do an episode? This is, this is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers podcast. We got Ben singing hymns. We got me clapping. It's a... Thursday night. We're There's nothing drinking wrong with a good Thursday time. night hymn. Yeah, you gotta, you know. We may put some, we may put it in the bloopers. We won't put it in the real episode. Oh, it's going at the very beginning. Oh, it should. I, <laughs> it I was killing some Alan Jackson Precious Moments album. Fantastic album. That if came grew, out, what, in up, like the 80s? If you grew up in church, you'll love it. <laughs> We're doing uh, a lot of fun stuff. Well, one fun thing. We're doing one fun this thing. This is on like episode. our main fun thing. We're doing. Well, it's not. It's not our main. It really thing. is. No. I mean, let's be honest. Did you see the new Dune trailer yet? That's yeah. a fun thing. Oh, that I'm is, so excited. That is. We're gonna have to link up again. Go see Dune two. When's it coming out? I didn't see the uh, date. November third. Josh and I revealing more of our nerddom is what we're big movie nerds too. <laughs> and guess what? It's May the 4th when we're recording this. Star oh, wow. Wars Day. Did you watch any Star Wars today? I, I did not. I haven't either. But also, like, I worked like 12 hours and came straight here to do this. So I still haven't seen the new season of The Mandalorian. So maybe I can watch that tonight and that'll be my Star Wars Day. Thing. Yeah, it was kind of slow to start, but the ending was good. Fair enough. That's what she said. All right. So Not let's hop me. into some rookies. <laughs> Not to me. Uh, we're doing a tiered breakdown of all the rookies. Now that we've Not got all, all the rookie spots. Well, top 18. Yeah, top 18. Basically, all the ones that have a halfway decent shot to be more or less good. like round one and then like half of round two for your rookie drafts. Right. It's it's all the guys. That you're going to be looking at um, that that really have a halfway decent shot of being something. So, without further ado, no this ado. This first going to shock you. Uh, we are number one in a not. tier of his own. Yeah, we don't have Bijan at one. We don't. It is and Bijan. That's Robinson. a lie. We have a Bijan. Which Bijan is one? <laughs> I've seen some rankings where people are like trying to get cute with it, putting Anthony Richardson at one. No. And his Bijan by himself. Listen, I know running backs are a position that is disparaged frequently. I understand it. They have a shelf life of like four to five years. But a top five running back out of the box, as a workhorse top five running back out of the box, that's just that just doesn't come along every single year. We haven't seen that this doesn't. in Saquon, I don't think. Yeah, this guy's on Saquon's level. So and if you I don't know if you watch Saquon's rookie year, 
but he took the NFL by storm. He was the RB one. Yeah. So I don't I know could, if that, that is within happen. the realm of possibilities for Bijan. I think I'm not for saying sure. it will, but it can happen. Year one, like 20 touchdowns, 1800 yards. It, you don't even it. have to project that many touchdowns. You just yeah. have to go in there and say he's going to catch sixty passes and he's going to run the. He's going to get two hundred ninety carries. That's he's, the RB one. He's, he's going to be that good. So he just and and I could see it happening because Arthur Smith is a psychopath. So it could happen. Yeah. Well, I don't think we talked about it yet, but as much as I love Bijan, for as a Falcons fan, this isn't fantasy football. What what are we doing? Jalen Carter was right there. He was right there. And we need defensive line. Desperately. We don't need a running back for five years. We need a defensive line. We need a quarterback. We need linebackers. We need all this stuff from a team-building standpoint. This does not make any sense. No. No, it it, it does not help you get better. He doesn't push the needle. I mean, he 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 does. I said it in the last episode. He's a game changer. Yeah. But – not a game changer like a quarterback is. Like he doesn't move the needle to where we're a playoff team. He may help us win right. one or two more games than we did last year. And Let's if he gets hurt, way. then I mean it's one of he the most pl- injury prone positions in football is a running back. And yeah, you he took, played for Texas last year in college, and Texas was an eight and four college football team. And he was the best player in the country. Right. So you know he's he's incredible, but it it's not going to translate to immediate. Uh, me hating the pick is not me hating Bijan. It's me right. hating the Falcons front office and team building. Right. I have zero confidence in Arthur Smith. Tier number two, we've got two guys in here. Our number two overall player here is Anthony Richardson. After he was drafted number four overall by the Indianapolis Colts. I said it. Um. You know, like probably a couple months ago when we did all, we were going through rookies and talking about them and stuff like that. And I said, if B, if I was close to having Anthony Richardson as my QB one then, and like if he goes in the top five, I think with his rushing and athletic ability, he has to be my QB one. And guess what? He went in the top five to a great situation, I think. I think yeah. Shane Steichen loves RPO quarterbacks. Look what he did with Justin Herbert. Look at what he did with Jalen Hurts. And now Anthony Richardson. I don't want to say he's a clone of those guys, but, I mean, he looks a whole lot like him. Big dude, he's fast, has a cannon arm, and they're set up well. Like He doesn't have to – I think he will get more playing time than I originally was calling for year one. But, like, it's Jonathan Taylor there, an incredible running back. They have a great offensive line. They've got decent weapons. He's yeah. set up to succeed right away. Yeah, and I don't think – like, I was doing my projections for the Colts – and <laughs> just the power of rushing yards. I have projected Anthony Richardson to be an abysmal passer this coming season. Oh, no, I don't think he'll be a good passer. I'm projecting him for like 2,800 yards, 15 touchdowns, 14 to 17 picks. Like, really not good as a passer, right? And he has so, and because, he says so much polishing to do. So much. Yeah. But because he's so dynamic as a runner, and I think they're going to use him as a runner. Guess what my projected fantasy points per game for Anthony, Anthony Richardson is, considering those passing numbers? 22. 21 points a game. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. He's going to be dog crap as an NFL quarterback, I think, year one. But I still think he's going to be good for fantasy. Yeah, he's going to be incredible. 
So he is he's exciting, especially when you consider. I think Shane Steichen is going to coach him up. Steichen knows what he's doing. Yeah, I and I think that it's a competently run organization. Um, you know, this was not like their prototype pick for the Colts. Anthony Richardson is not the kind of guy that the Colts take. Like they're a little bit more buttoned up. They, they don't. Philip Rivers, risks. Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan, pocket passers. Yeah, they have had Peyton Manning. Uh, a couple scram bobs, Andrew Luck, and then a bunch of statues for like the past 25, 30 years. I mean, this is Anthony Richardson is not the prototype. So for them, I would almost to, say a breath of fresh air for them. A little bit. It's going to shake things up. They're going to be a super run heavy offense, I think. So it's probably good for Jonathan Taylor, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, Shastikin's going to cram the ball down everyone's throats this year. Number three, we have Bryce Young. Drafted number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm very curious your opinions on Bryce versus Anthony Richardson because I think you're taking two fundamentally different quarterbacks with these two picks, um, and therefore your expectations for these two guys should be different. But how are you personally viewing Bryce Young? Because I've got my own, like, here. I, I know how I see Bryce Young, but I'm really curious how other folks kind of kind of deal with him i mean i think i've said it before the panthers are obviously all in on him so i don't see any reason why we shouldn't also be all in on him <clears throat> he does he's not going to run the ball necessarily that much but i think he's good enough to where he we've seen him run the ball at alabama he's shifty he's got some elusiveness he knows how to work the pocket i mean they traded so much to go get the guy. And it's the guy yeah. who most people already said was the best quarterback, maybe not fantasy, but the best quarterback in this draft anyway. So, I mean, I don't – I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I don't I don't know – not necessarily holes in his game. His size is a concern. But outside of that, I don't really see an issue anywhere for him being – for fantasy. He may never – overall – but I see him as a QB two, kind of right out of the gate for the Panthers. And Frank, Frank Reich is kind of a QB whisperer himself. Play QB for the Panthers, great offensive mind. I think he's going to be able to do a lot with Bryce Young. And I mean, the Panthers made the right call. They've got their you know division that's just wide the heck open. They've got mm -hmm. their signal caller for the future. And I think I think the Panthers realistically have a shot to win the division this year. Yeah, I I don't think that's crazy. I mean, <clears throat> the Saints, that division's terrible. It's it's awful, dude. It is. It's Derek yeah, Carr versus Bryce Young versus, I, I don't even know who the Tampa Bay has, Baker? But Baker Mayfield. Versus B. John Robinson because Desmond Ritter doesn't count. Right. Yeah, it's it's not ideal necessarily. Um, I mean, I do think I think Bryce Young is going to a really good situation, all things considered. They don't have a first round pick next year, but like people, I think are I think it's a bit overblown how bad the weapons are in Carolina this year. Like, oh yeah, I, I agree. Think they're horrific. The offensive line is really good, like very very solid, top fifteen offensive line in the NFL. The run game is going to be really solid. 
So like if you give and a rookie very, quarterback you know, a good Sanders O-line. Yeah, if you give a good uh if you give a rookie a good O-line and a run game, that covers a multitude of sins and also like the receivers aren't great, but they're not like the worst in the NFL bad. Yeah. Like Adam Thielen is DJ Chark fine. is fine. Yeah, DJ Chark is DJ Chark was an 800 yard receiver a year ago. Yeah, so was had, Adam Thielen. He had multiple like thousand yard seasons, didn't he? In Jacksonville, he was great. Yeah, Jonathan Mingo is a highly touted prospect that they took at the top of the second round. They've got Hayden Hurst at tight end. So it's a lot of people are upset for Terrence Marshall, but I mean he has he upside exist. if they ever use him. If they ever used it, but he does yeah. not exist. No, they hate him. So, they he is their DeAndre Swift. They hate him. Yeah, they they despise him. So, I I mean I think Bryce Young can run. I don't think he's going to give you a ton rushing, but it, I mean he might give you like to, though. No, he doesn't need to. But he could give you like two hundred yards, which is honestly it's a very nice little. Yeah, it's a nice little cushion because I think all his the majority of his work is going to come through the passing game, and I do think it's very possible that he turns into a elite passer from the pocket in the NFL. I think that is very much in the realm of possibilities. He has um, all the intangibles that a, a passing quarterback needs. He has yeah. field vision. His arm, people kind of overblow how bad his arm is. His arm is fine. Like, he can make any throw you need him to make. Yep. And it's, he has it's the brain. It's impeccable the stuff right here. Timing, touch on his passes. He's He's the whole package. Yeah. Just a little bit smaller package. <laughs> uh, tier three, we're starting things off with CJ Stroud, drafted number two overall to the Houston Texans. Um, These three guys, I think, are kind of interchangeable, though. I, I do think so. Depending it's, on it, team need. Yeah. So CJ Stroud is, you know, really good, prototypical uh, po- uh, pocket passer prospect. Um, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. My only reservations are uh, the Houston Texans' weapons are terrible. Their offensive line is not very good. Their run game is not great, and it's a first-year head coach. I I really thought that Houston was going to draft JSN, and I was going to be very excited if they did that, pairing Stroud with JSN. And then they traded all that to go get Will Anderson, who, to be fair, Will Anderson was the best defender in the draft, but you kind of just leave C.J. Stroud out on an island, and I don't like that. Yeah, he's. They do have a first round pick next year. They've got Cleveland's pick, so do with that information what you will. So there's going to be an opportunity. They traded their first next year because they're still not going to be very good. No. So that means the Cardinals just got like Cardinals might have two top five picks next year. They might have the number one and number two. Yeah, picks. that's insane. They could get Caleb Williams. No, they're not. Gonna, they have Kyler. They could. They could if I Kyler mean, they could trade Kyler, get Caleb Williams and Marvin yes. Harrison. Yes. Absolutely. Or they could take, there's a left tackle prospect from Penn State that is people yeah, are already good. losing their minds about. They could take him, take Caleb Williams. That's crazy. Trade trade Kyler for, you know, a couple firsts. <laughs> yeah, I'll take him in Atlanta. Bring it on, dude. Yeah. He's already been paid, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah. The, I mean, it doesn't that matter because is, Arthur Smith won't use a quarterback. That's fair enough. I'm, I keep going back. I'm going to stop talking about how much I hate Arthur Smith. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Number five, we got Jackson Smith the Jigba drafted to my Jason. Seattle Seahawks. Love Jason. Um, I don't know how how you view this situation in Seattle, but 
I don't see it as a bad landing spot at all. I think he's going to be really, really good. Like I said last week, I was really upset that it wasn't the Chargers because that's what I was pulling for. They took him the pick before it. But this is fine. And JSN, at least in my mind, I don't know about you, he is such an incredible prospect that this DK doesn't scare me. One year of Tyler Lockett does not scare me. I I kind of have him in the tier of just prospects. He's up there with the CD Lambs, the Jamar Chases. Not necessarily, I'm not going to say better than Jamar Chase, but up there in that tier of just absolutely, there's almost no holes in this guy's game. He's not, he doesn't have the breakaway speed, but he ran a 4-5, probably 4-6 mm-hmm. combine. But with his ability to separate his route running does not concern me at all. He's not as small as people like say he is. I mean, he's six foot, two hundred pounds, which is the same size as Jamar Chase. So, I, I love love JSN. I think he could quickly become a top five receiver in this league. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think he supersedes DK. Maybe in the maybe first not couple year of years. one, but but like at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. He I, could out-target him in year one, honestly, with just the style of play. Yeah, I mean, he could. Um, Tyler Lockett will probably be an issue, but ty- so eventually Tyler Lockett's got to give out. He's 31 this year. I think they might move on from Tyler Lockett after this season. Yeah. I say that. They probably won't. But He's I, under I contract this it. year. So I don't know exactly what year one looks like. but I think it's it, still I mean, fine. It, it, yeah, I mean, it could be anything from like, you know, 60 catches for 800 yards to, you know, 100 catches for 1,100. Like, it, there's a wide range of he could be super mediocre and nobody's excited about it in year one, or he could like blow up and people are freaking out and he's Garrett Wilson valuable next year. Yeah, I'm perfectly comfortable taking him with a top five pick in rookie drafts. Heck, I, I'm... Yeah, I'm perfectly comfortable with the top five pick. And if he has even slightly a bad rookie season, like maybe he doesn't break a thousand yards or he, you know, DK and Tyler Lockett kind of outshine him, I'm 100% buying him everywhere I can from that. I am super excited about Jason. Yeah. Next, we got Jameer Gibbs, drafted surprisingly, by the Detroit Lions, who then promptly shipped out your sweet prince, DeAndre Swift, to Philadelphia. I'm happy for DeAndre. (laughs) They sent him out for packing peanuts. They they got a fourth-round pick, said, yep, that's good enough. It's a fourth-round pick two years from now. Yeah. And the seventh. It's like Monopoly money. Like a fourth-round player in 2025 doesn't exist. It's like... Oh, that that is not a human. That's what that is. They essentially dropped him. Pretty much. They they cut him. Um, but they're grabbing Jameer Gibbs, who I think, dude, every he's time. Yeah, I, I do think gonna, he's I'm not even going to argue with it. He's better. Yeah. And I think the way they're going to use him is going to be very, very spicy. I um, saw a report today that they're going to use him a lot in the slot, which would be super exciting. I have seen. I'm projecting him for like a 15% target share in the offense. That's a which lot. is a lot. It's a lot, a lot. So I'm I'm projecting roughly 100 targets. 
And that's I, insanity. As great as Bijan is, and I'm, I'm not saying Bijan's better than Gibbs. That's that sounds like what I'm about to say. But I think JSN obviously, and I think Gibbs too is a just a can't miss prospect with yeah. the landing spot, the role he's going to have, and just the pure talent. Those two guys and Bijan can't miss. Yeah. So he's going to be really good. He's going to, I could see him being a top eight running back year one, maybe top five. I could see it being a possibility. It's like the upper, the ceiling for him is a like the RB five, but I would not be surprised if he gets a hundred targets, has like 14 total touchdowns and you know, only rushes for like 750 yards, but is incredible for fans. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if he has a thousand yard season ever in his career, but that's not his archetype. Yeah. Um, I think David, David Montgomery is still going to be an issue because I still think obviously he's going to carry the bulk of just the rushing load. And yeah. I still think he's going to have a prominent usage on the goal line. Yeah. They'll kind of, I feel like they'll, they'll kind of 50 50 split on the goal line. But again, the offense as a whole, say what you want about Jared Goff, I think their offense is going to be really good. So there's yeah. going to be touchdown work to go around for both of them. Yeah. All right. We have Dropping another tier. tier break. We're into tier four now Two with our number seven overall player. We got Quentin Johnson at seven, Jordan Addison at eight. But frankly, same thing. you can yeah. flip-flop them. Interchangeable. They're, they're the same guy. In fact, to, to make it real... I have or had the 107 in a rookie draft, and I traded up to the 106 because I did not want to make that pick between Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison because I don't know which one I like better. Both have huge upside. Both also have some question marks that I'm not sure about. Yeah, so happy I, to take, I don't happy know. to take one of the tier one through th- one through three guys, but you don't don't want to pick there. I think yeah. I personally probably lean Addison. I don't know if you do. I think he's a better receiver, at least for now. Maybe his situation is better. Maybe. I know, I mean, Herbert is, or Johnson's got a better QB situation long-term. Herbert's phenomenal. It's great knowing that he's paired with Herbert. I know um, I don't really like his profile. You're not a big fan of it either. But if the Chargers are willing to take him this high and pair him with Justin, obviously I got to be in on him too. Yeah, I mean, there's you want guys who are going to be paired with potentially good quarterbacks. I think that's really important when you're looking at receivers. Obviously, talent is ultimately what you're looking and he, at. And he is talented. There's just so many holes in his game that I, I, I didn't want him to go that high. Yeah, so I think there's a couple things. There's two reasons, I think, why I would personally prefer Johnston right now. Uh, reason number one is... Jordan Addison is a bit of an outlier with weight where it is. That's fair. It is Devonta Smith or bumps. That is the comps for Jordan Addison. And it's not weight. like he runs a four, two either to where he's just right. ridiculously fast. He, I mean, he runs like a four, four, eight, something like, or four. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Nine. It was good enough. It's decent. He's a great route runner, knows how to get open. One, I mean, he yeah. won the Bolitnikov as a sophomore. Like you don't do yes. that by being a bad player. Right. He is a good player, but the weight is a moderate concern. I don't think he's as good a prospect as Devonta Smith was coming out. Devonta no, Smith I, I was Devonta he I mean he won he the Bolitnikov. Smith won the Heisman. <laughs> right. Right. Smith was ridiculous. Um so there there is that, but then also the other thing is 
I'm not 100% sure Kirk Cousins is going yeah. to be in Minnesota for like more than two years. I, it just I'm, feels like a touch and go thing every couple of years. Yeah. That's why um, I was saying like, I, I like Addison as a player better, but the, he's never going to pass Jefferson obviously. And Hawkinson's a big issue. I think Hawkinson may out target him too. Yeah. And the fact that his QB may change next year. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> I think Keenan Allen could be on his way out. I mean, he was almost cut this past off season. Uh, Mike Williams, they have an out on his contract if they want to use it after this season. Um, and he's tied to receivers. They can't just get rid of receivers. Give Justin right. some weapons. They they do they do need to get him some weapons. They need to keep the weapons in town. But I am saying it's very possible they just draft another receiver in the first round next yeah. year, and you know maybe I, resign I, I, Mike I would Williams be fine or, with that. You know, they, and they do need like a tight end. So I mean, for right now, it is rosy to say the least for Quentin Johnson. Yeah. You like what you see. Yeah. Another teardrop, uh, tier five at the top of this tier, we've got Zay Flowers as our number nine overall player. Um, I think I've come up a little bit on Zay Flowers. I don't know about you. I, I really liked Zay Flowers when doing the scouting and the writing and all that fun His jazz that pops. we did. Yeah, he is a very good player. There are a couple red flags. I mean, namely, he's not a massive human being. He's sort of small. Uh, I think he's like 185, but like 5'11". So he he played slot. He played outside in college. Um, I think his ceiling is Antonio Brown kind of territory. But... Um, I'm I'm hedging a little bit because I feel like I have been pretty I mean not pretty like relatively outspoken that the Ravens pass offense is going to be a little bit different than we have seen in years past. I feel like I've said that a couple of times now. I tweeted it a couple You're times. Calling for 500 passing attempts. Yeah, I, that number keeps coming up in my head. Like I'm I said 500, I think it's going to be more more like 525 to 550. Um at that number, we'll some Justin Herbert's numbers soon. No, we're not. Justin Herbert's seven hundred. <laughs> Justin Herbert those seven hundred passes a year. That that that's just a whole different stratosphere. Um, but I do think if you throw five twenty five, five fifty passes, I mean, th- certainly Mark Andrews will get his. Yeah, I mean, the year Mark Andrews had his breakout year, they had six hundred team passing attempts. So, you know, if you're getting in that territory, you're seeing where more guys are going to eat. And I could see Zay Flowers being a benefactor of that. I could also see him being the wide receiver two on the team. I could also see him being like the wide receiver four on the team and, and it just not being super great year one. So I don't know. I, I like the prospect. I'm very willing to draft him at number nine because I believe in the talent. Um, I'm not, I'm not one of the guys that sees him getting drafted by the Ravens and goes, Oh, I need to pivot a running back. Nope. I'm willing to take him. I'm willing to call my shot on him, but you know, it's a little bit more risky. If he had gone to the Chargers, oh my God, how many tiers up? does he jump into tier three? Uh, let's see, which bottom of tier three, three maybe uh, be behind Gibbs. Yes, because with him, I don't have the weight questions of Addison, and I didn't have the tape questions of Johnston. Like the tape and the weight, like the weight wasn't a concern. The tape was great. So if he went to the Chargers, I would have had him. Right after Gibbs, probably. He would have fit the role that they need so well, just the slot guy. Let Mike Williams handle the outside. 
Keenan can do everything and then put just this guy, just a jitterbug, and let Herbert have fun. But that being said, I would have also put Jordan Addison there if he was if he was there. So I don't know. With Addison's weight concerns, Herbert might have killed him. Maybe. Maybe he'd have gotten him speared over the middle. <laughs> Buried a ball in his chest. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we got, and this, I don't know if I agree with this, but I, I'll let you have your day on it. Zach Charbonnet, number 10. Uh, yeah, I know we don't like it. I don't, I don't like it either, having to put him here. My, I guess my thing is, he was the third best running back in this class, I thought, talent was. And I still think he's third best running back in this class talent wise. And it's a good football move for the Seahawks. Obviously it's bad for Charbonnet. Obviously it's bad for, um, what's his name? Walker. But (laughs) this tells me like the NFL believes that Jack Charbonnet is a great player. The Seahawks believe that Zach Charbonnet is a great player. Yeah. I think there's a world where obviously I still say Walker's the starter. This hurts him a lot, but Walker's a starter. Walker's still a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 for me. Um, and I, I think Charbonnet still has a role. I think it's a 60-40 split on a pretty good offense where he can still have low you know, RB2 weeks. I'm not going to say he's an RB2, but he's going to have RB2 weeks You know, yeah. where he rushes for 80 yards, scores a touchdown. He's a better pass catcher than Walker is, so he'll get a lot of pass catching work. And like I said, a pretty good offense that also added JSN. So they're going to be scoring a lot of points this year in a pretty bad division outside of the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, copy-paste. That's that's sort of how I feel about it. So I don't Um, – I agree I don't love it, but the talents there, the draft capitals there, albeit he will be a backup. But the NFL is saying he's good. I got to put him somewhere. And yeah. I don't love the guys behind him at enough. You can argue guys ahead or by I'm not gonna I'm not gonna it's not a hill I'm willing to die on, but this is where I've got him. At eleven and twelve, we have Devon A. Chain and Dalton Kincaid. Um clear tear break at running back going to Devon A. Chain here. But he he might be the RB three in the class with that landing spot and just like his big playability. But there's a there's a huge drop off in prospect profile between Jameer Gibbs and Devon A. Chain here. A. Chain is 180. If you put pads on him, maybe. <laughs> if you soaked him in water, he's 180 pounds. Um, not great. He is. He will he's he'll never be, be a, ever. No, he. I mean, he's a 15 touch at most. That's like, a that's a heavy right there. That is passes. That is rushes. That is everything. 15 touches at most. Um, but dude can be electric with 15 touches. He is Raheem Mostert. And Miami was a destination landing spot that I thought for running backs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the perfect RB landing spot. And they like, took him day perfect. two. You know? Yep. Good draft capital. Every, He's literally everything except weight. He's just not big enough to be a workhorse. No. So fast. He's so, so fast. fast. So fast. Don't get at 20 guys with four that run four two, but whatever. They literally literally all they do, they're like, oh, he's fast. <laughs> uh, we want him. Let me have him. Mostert, four two. A chain, four two. 
Waddle. I think Waddle's the slowest guy who runs like a four or three five. Yeah. <laughs> like, that <laughs> looks cool. bad compared to the others. <sighs> Crazy. Um, Don Kincaid goes at the end of the first round of the Buffalo Bills. Why'd the NFL let it happen? I don't know. But uh, they just got a pass-catching tight end in the mold of Travis Kelsey, and um, they're doing it to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs and Travis Kelsey. So this is... I love it. My boy Josh Nyland needs some help. This was a really nice landing spot. Um, Yeah, I, I, I really love that Dalton Kincaid went here. I think a lot of people... I think he's going at a proper spot right now in rookie drafts where people aren't overreacting and drafting him in the top five, six picks, which is ludicrous. Um, But they're also not letting him slip all the way to the end of the second round just because he's a tight end. Like there is, there's a give and take there where like you can take him in the second round. um, It's good value there, but you know, don't, don't, don't don't get lulled into the, into the landing spot and take him too early either. Yeah. So he is year two, year uh, three. It's I think one of those, he could be pretty good. You're betting on him. That's why he's going to the end of the first. You know, the teams can take him and just let him sit on your bench for a year. He's probably not going to do a ton, but that's just what you have to deal with when you're drafting tight ends. The other thing about it is when you get taken, like they traded up to get him, they're getting that extra year of team control as well. Um, you always love having that fifth year that you're under team control because it's just it's more security for the player. You know, you know, I know if a team's going to trade up in the first round for a guy, it, they a lot of times do it because they want that extra year that they get to see what they've got rather than lock this guy down. Right. They they want to make sure they get him. Uh, all right. Tier six, we'll just rapid fire these names. Um, there's some good here, some not so great here. Um, we have Kendra Miller at 13. I think he's one of the bigger risers in the draft yeah. process just because of landing spot and draft capital. You could argue Kendra Miller over Charbonnet and A-Chain, and I would not really fight you that much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, he's a good rusher. There are like Jamal Williams is there, which is annoying. Amon Kamara is sort of on his way out, and he's going to be sus- suspended. Um, yeah, I think when Kamara comes back, he's obviously he's still the starter, but this is his last year there. I think so, and I do think that like if Kendrick Miller doesn't pop or at least show something in the first six weeks, you can you can kind of you can trade him because. You know, once Kamara comes back, especially this is more redraft focused, but I think it will impact his dynasty value as well. Trade for him if, when Kamara comes back. Yeah, I would trade for him in dynasty once Kamara comes back because yeah. instantly his value is going to drop because he's going to do nothing on the he's field. He's going to go away for be, a few weeks, and you're going to kind of forget he was on the roster and people get him as a throw exists. In. Yeah, it'll be like James Cook last year, where it's like, oh, that guy was taken in the second round. He's good when he plays. Everybody was hyped for him for like. The entire offseason, and then he just kind of vanished, and then he yep. popped for a couple weeks. Yep. We have Michael Mayer at 14. Um, You know. I like Mayer. He's fine. He's, he went to the Raiders, top of the third round. I thought he was the best tight end in this draft. <laughs> Turns out he's the third best. I, I liked Kincaid the best, but I definitely would not have taken Laporta number two, but, you know, what do I know? I'm just a I think a guy. of all the guys – and maybe maybe I'm underselling Kincaid because I think Kincaid's great. 
but I think he's the only one who lands in a potential starting role immediately in Las Vegas with Waller gone. I don't know who else they have at tight end. I know the Bills have Dawson Knox, and he's under contract, so he's still going to have a role. Yeah. Um, Laporta kind of fits similar. He's going to immediately take over the Hawkinson role more than likely. So these two guys could have the most success year one. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We've got Jonathan Mingo at 15. We had Laporta at 18. Uh, Mingo is taken to the top of the second round by the Panthers. You know, good draft capital, athletic freak. He's tied to what we think is a stud quarterback going forward, which is always nice. And he's got a pass to being the wide receiver one in year one or year two. Yeah. You know, it's all the boxes are checked except elite college production. He doesn't he doesn't blow me away, but he also really doesn't scare me either. I like him. Yeah, he's he's solid. Um Will Levis at 16. We both really hate him, but he was a quarterback taken in the second they round. Tried, so they did trade up to get him. Weren't willing to trade up in yeah. the first, so they don't care about his fifth year option. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I as much as I don't like him, I think he will get some playing time at some point. I think he's better than Malik Willis. Yeah. I would agree with that. Obviously, the Titans don't love Tannehill, so and he's getting old anyway. Yeah, but Tannehill not being good doesn't mean that Will Levis is good. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I am saying like I guess that's my argument to saying he's going to play some in year one. Yeah, I mean he he probably will play some in year one, and I would be clenching my butt cheeks for when Will Levis goes on the field because I don't think it's going to be very nice. With it's, what is his best wide receiver, Traylon Burks? It's Traylon Burks. To, we used to like, nothing. and I guess I still like Burks, but it's just nothing against him, but I just don't see a path where he's good for a while with his quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Rounding things out, we got Roshan Johnson taken by the Chicago Bears. Um, potentially has a role to production in year one, but probably is in that rotation. Like yeah, I mean, you got Khalil Herbert, you got Deontay, is it Deontay Foreman? Um, so, I mean, two good running backs there that Johnson gets in the mix with. He kind of um, he kind of feels like those other guys, like not a starter, but just a good running back. That they yeah. don't have a starting running back; they just have three good running backs. Right. That's that's pretty much exactly what it is. So yeah. maybe Roshan has a bit of upside because we didn't really see him play all that much in college because Bijan. So I think he's a good player. I think he's solid. I don't know how good he actually is, to be totally honest with you. I really have no idea, but I think he's solid. I just don't know how good. Defenses like to see him. Yeah. Because that means Bijan wasn't on the field. <laughs> means Bijan wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, rounding things out, we got Hendon Hooker. I really like him mid-second round. You're really very excited. Like yeah, I don't, I don't mind him there either. I think he's a solid second round super flex pick. Um, I mean, obviously, they got Jared Goff. Maybe they extend Jared Goff. Maybe they don't. I've heard kind of rumors either way. But it's sort of like um, kind of Jalen Hurts here won his year. I mean, Hendon Hooker's got rushing upside. People yeah. kind of forgot about Jalen Hurts when he was taken by the Eagles because he wasn't the starters. I feel like it – not saying it could, but that's – or will happen, but that's kind of – a potential path with Hendon Hooker. I think he's got rushing upside. He's going to a great situation if he ever starts in Detroit. And yeah. I think people will kind of forget about him in your rookie drafts. And you can get um, a potentially big, high-impact player 
mid to late second. Yeah, I agree. I pretty much point for point. Yeah, Hendon Hooker's really solid, and I think he's a good dart throw because he probably doesn't play year one, um, and people will certainly forget about him. Um, you know, it's like a Jordan Love kind of player, but like we don't we don't know anything about Jordan Love, but it's the kind of guy that everybody forgot about, and so nobody knows what to do with oh, him. Oh, he's the starter now, right? It it could be that with Hendon Hooker, where you know you can trade for him now when you know that. He's not going to play, or if inevitably... He may, never, he may never give you value. He may not, but inevitably, if Jared Goff moves on or they move on from him, um, without the benefit of knowing how good Hennon Hooker is, you can go trade for him then, and it's probably a buy low. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's solid. That'll do it for this one. Uh, if you enjoy the episode, check us out on Instagram at Fantasy Brothers underscore or on Twitter, Fantasy Bros underscore. Uh, you can watch the episodes on YouTube and uh, listen wherever you get your podcasts. That'll do it for this episode. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.